You are listening to the weekly podcast of Northeast Baptist Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We pray you enjoy today's message. Before I uh, get started, where did Sister Joni go? Did we lose her? All right, I'll wait till she comes back out. Uh, but to God be the glory for the things that he has done. Uh, I was going to preach the second part of Isaiah, uh, the 61st chapter, the first through the third verses today, but the Holy Spirit has caused me to pivot. And when the Holy Spirit speaks, I answer. And last week, last week, we talked to you uh, about the fact that God is trying to do something with your life. And, and at the bottom of that third verse, uh, the bottom of that third verse says that he wants you to be trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that God might, that he might get the glory. Amen? Y'all remember that? One of the verses of scripture that I used to support my argument that God is trying to do something with your life, one of the points I made is that some of us are just plain old unstable. Uh, some of us are plain old unstable. Amen? Somebody say amen. All right, if you can't say it about yourself, let me say it this way. Some folk are plain old unstable. Amen? That was better. That was better. And I kind of want to focus in on that today because no matter what life throws our way, if we know who our God is, if we know what he's done for us, if we know that Jesus has come, that Jesus lived and Jesus died, but that he rose from the grave, then there ought not be anything unstable about us. As a matter of fact, we ought to always have a spirit of thanksgiving because for me and you, God sent his only begotten son that we should have the gift of eternal life. Amen? One of the verse verses I used to support my argument last week was 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. And I want to ask you to turn there today. I'm going to read for your hearing the 57th and the 58th verses, 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, and I'm going to read for your hearing from the King James Version, the 57th and 58th verses. Uh, when you have it, say amen. amen. If you're still looking, say, wait a minute, preacher. If you are thumbing through the Old Testament... 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, the 57th and 58th verses. They're very familiar verses of Scripture. I'm not going to be long with you here today. While you're looking, I want to again wish Sister Joni Briggs a happy 80th birthday. Happy birthday to you. Your church family loves you. Word of God, but thanks be to God which giveth us the victory, somebody say victory, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, 
Be ye steadfast. Somebody say steadfast. Unmovable. Say unmovable. Always abounding. Say abounding. In the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Let me, let me read that 58th verse again. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of God. Somebody look at your neighbor. Uh, tell him, I am already the victor. Now, come on, look at your other neighbor. Say it like you mean it. Say, I am already the victor. You know what? Folk have counted me out. Folk thought that I had already lost. Folk thought that I would never make it. But guess what, baby? I'm still here, and I'm already the victor. I wish I had somebody that was praying with me today. Uh, when my medical diagnosis came through, and some of y'all didn't know what it was, but I knew, guess what? Even though the doctors walked away and said there's not much we can do, some way, somehow, God stepped into my situation and I'm already the victor. When, 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 when family and friends walked away from me, when they turned their backs on me, when they told me I was no good and I'd never amount to anything, you know what? There were times in my life where I almost believed it, but when I found Jesus, he said, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to live and you will prosper. I'm already the victor. Somebody say it. I'm already the victor. No, no, no. I already got this. Somebody say, I got this. Let me tell you why you got this. You don't have it because of your wit. You don't have it because of your intelligence. You don't have it because of your good looks. What you have it, you have it because of Jesus Christ. See, there ought to be a reaction when I say Jesus. If you know Jesus for yourself, there ought to be a reaction. If you know Jesus has been good to you, you ought to be able to react in a favorable manner when I say his name. Watch this. I, I played college football. You're not allowed to be this big unless you play a sport. Now, now I, I still use that old excuse, but I've been off the field for almost 30 years. But I played college football, but I can be totally honest with you, I've never been a great fan of watching football. But ever since Dion took over Colorado, I, I don't know, it seemed like every member of black America has become a college football fan. Am, am, I, am I right about that? Last week, y'all, a whole bunch of y'all last week told me you enjoyed the sermon so much. I, I want you to know I was up here half asleep because the game started at 10.30 last Saturday, and I was up until 2.30 in the morning. I couldn't go to sleep until I knew that Dion in Colorado had the victory. But, but, but here's, what I, here's what I like. Here's what I like about Colorado. Here's what I like about Dion's coaching. Uh, what I like about his coaching is that I like his confidence. He's taken a team that never played together, turned over a whole team, Brought in a brand new team, and, 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 they're, and they're playing with confidence as if they already know what the end result is going to be. 
Y'all missed that. I'm going to come back to that in a second. Y'all missed that. See, some of us Christians ought to stop walking with our head down. Some Christians ought to stop looking like they got lemons for faces. We ought to be walking with a confidence because we already know what the end is. Y'all not praying with me this morning. How many of you know what the end is already going to be? I, I, I love this team. I love, I love their confidence. I love their swagger. But you know what? They've accumulated some haters along the way. Yeah, yeah, this, is, this, is, this, this Colorado thing is the great divide in the United States. Yeah, all of us are with them. Uh, but y'all already know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like folk are watching and waiting for him to fall, watching and waiting for him to fail. And, 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 and last night, uh, let's be honest, they took a thumping last night, uh, 42 to nothing, 42 to 6. Uh, they took a thumping last night. But, but, but guess what? Guess what? Anytime that you are going to live this life, there are going to be some days where we take a thumping. Anybody in here ever took one? Anybody in the middle of taking one right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. They took a thumping, and then as soon as the thumping happened, all of a sudden, here come all the talking heads. Oh, we knew that this was going, we knew what, but what they're not looking at is that Colorado won one game last year, and this year they've already won three. Y'all not praying with me in here today. See, it's a matter of how you look at things. I, I don't know about you, but I trade in one for three any day of the week. And, 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 but the, mo the thing I like most about Colorado, if it, was, if, it was just our, if it was just confidence, if it was just swagger, I probably wouldn't pay attention. But the one thing that I like is that every time he gets on the microphone, Every time his sons get on the microphone, the first thing they do is thank Jesus. Y'all not praying with me this morning. The first thing they do is give God praise. Even last night in the midst of a defeat or what folk looked at as a defeat, the first thing he did when he went to the press conference was said, we thank God. Oh, come on. I wish I had some saved, sanctified folk in here today. That understand, and here's the reason why he can all why he can thank God. The reason he can thank God in the midst of what looks like defeat is because he knows that he's already victorious. Oh, I wish I was talking to ten folk in here today. I'm not talking about football. I'm talking about your Christian walk. If you know Jesus for yourself, you know that you are already. Folk wonder why you refuse to throw in the towel. The answer isn't complex. There's no degree needed, Mooch. Uh, it's because through Jesus, we are not trying to be victorious. But through Jesus, we are already victorious. Oh, come on, somebody. Jesus snatched defeat from Satan's hands and claim the victory for each and every one of us. And through Jesus Christ, we are already victorious. 
And, and, and not only that, can I tell you something? We have victory over our past. Somebody say past. See, when we accept Jesus, he has no concern about what we did yesterday. Some of us are so focused on what we did yesterday. But if you know like I know, if I stayed focused on yesterday, I'd never get any rest. I'd always be up and agitated because some of the stuff I did yesterday, I should not have been forgiven for. But the God that we serve has forgiven us of our past. Or somebody ought to be doing a holy dance in here right now because you know God forgave you of some stuff that man would never, ever look past. Uh, if there was a judge and a jury that had to weigh in on what you did in your past, you'd have a life sentence. But thanks be to God who gave us victory through Jesus Christ. Listen, Jesus already gave us victory. He snatched defeat from Satan's hands. He's not worried about our past, but he's concerned about our future. See, I'm not phased by my enemies. If y'all come to Second Baptist with me today, you're going to hear me talk about haters. Uh, we all got some haters, but haters can hate all they want to. As a matter of fact, I use my haters to motivate me. I use my haters to launch me into my destiny. I, I wish I had somebody in here today that's sitting around and you used to worry about what folks said about you. You used to worry about how folk treated you. But I want you to understand right now, let them treat you every way they want to treat you. But let them motivate you so that God will get the glory out of my life. My haters can do all they please because I already am victorious. Oh, God Almighty. Look at the text. Look at the text. Look at the text. Let me help you out. It's about 56 AD. Paul is writing a letter of encouragement to the church at Corinth. Things look bad for this church. Uh, they were facing problems from the inside and problems from the outside. It's one thing for a church to have issues that are coming at them from the outside. But it's another when you got hellhounds on the inside. I'm not talking about Northeast. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping somebody on social media will hear this message. I know we don't have that problem here. Somebody say amen. Church of Corinth was facing problems from the inside and the outside. I always say that the church ought to be on one accord. We all got our own issues. We all got our own problems. We ought not be pointing the finger at anybody. Because when we point one finger at somebody, three of them, are, they, amen somebody, they pointing back at me. But what we ought to do is look at the man or the woman in the mirror. And if we fix that person up, then the church is, y'all not praying with me this morning. Somebody say the mirror ain't only for makeup. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's not only for makeup. Sometimes you got to take a moment of introspection and look at your own weaknesses and your own issues before you want to pick up the phone and start talking about somebody else. Look at where you uh. They were a defiled church uh, 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 because some of their members, uh, uh, Reverend Brown, were guilty of extreme immorality. Uh, you, you got to be careful. When you tell somebody that you're walking with the Lord, uh, you better know that they are looking at you. Not just what you do in the sanctuary, but they're looking to see what you do on the corner. Y'all not praying with me this morning. They're not just looking to see what you do in the choir stand, but they're looking to see what you do outside the VFW. Y'all not praying with me this morning. They're not looking to see what you do on the deacon board or on the usher board, but they're looking to see what you do in your car when you ride past the wine and spirit. Amen. I feel like I need to sit there for a second, Quad. Let me help you. When you tell somebody you belong to Jesus, when you tell somebody that Jesus is the center of your joy, but yet they see you out in public doing everything that they do, we're losing. We're losing people. Some people don't come into church right now because they saw some of us doing some stuff outside the church. And they said, if any of us can be, a young, listen, listen, let me help you out. We are all at different stages of recovery. I call the church a hospital because we're all at different stages of recovery. Some of us are in the ER. Some of us are in the ICU. Some of us are outpatient. But when you look around this building, all of us got some mess with us. But when we tell people that we're walking with Jesus, we got to be careful how we carry ourselves outside of these walls. Not only is the community looking at you, but your children are looking at you. Your relatives are looking at you. Uh, can I tell you, there's something real when we say we are a witness for the Lord. If you're going to be a witness for the Lord, then be a sincere witness for the Lord. But these folk were church members that were guilty of immorality. Uh, uh, they were a divided church because there were four different groups competing for leadership in the church. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a dangerous thing when folk are fighting in the church. Uh, it's a dangerous thing when folk who say they love Jesus can't get along in the church. Y'all not praying with me this morning. After all God brought us through, after all of the hell that we've been in, when we come together as members of the body of Christ, we ought to be on one accord. And that's telling somebody that if Jesus can save me, then he can save anybody. Anybody else got that witness in here this morning that if he could save me? Corinth was, Corinth was fighting themselves. And instead of representing the love of Jesus, 
they were a hindrance to spreading the gospel. Uh, and they needed to be reminded that the God that we serve uh, is always watching. He's always looking. Uh, and, and as I told you last week, there eventually comes a time when God gets tired of our mess. But, but, but the thing I love about God, he, he'll get tired and he will judge and he will punish. But the other thing that we know and the other thing that we believe is that we serve a God that looks beyond our faults and has the ability to see our needs. Some of us have been guilty of extreme sin. Uh, but guess what? God looked beyond your faults and provided a way out. Uh, uh, some of us in here have been guilty of turning our backs on the Lord. But guess what? He looked beyond our faults and he saw our needs. Somebody ought to be thankful that God gave us a way out. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that when I was lost in sin, that he provided a way out. And the way out that he provided was through Jesus the Christ. And now I can proclaim to the world that I'm already victorious. Look at verse 57. Look at verse 57. Paul writes, he tells the church at Corinth that they ought to have a spirit of thanksgiving for what the Lord has done. Uh, God sent his only begotten son down through 40 and two generations to die on an old rugged cross for their sins, your sins, and mine. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the blood covered our sins, washed away the crimson stains, but he didn't stop there uh, because he covered our sins with his sacrifice, uh, but he secured eternity through his resurrection. Uh, uh, somebody ought to be thankful that he got up from the grave. If he had just died, then our souls would be lost. But I'm so glad that after third, three, on three, the third day, that he got up from the grave with all power in his hands. My brothers and sisters, we ought to have a spirit of thanksgiving for what the Lord has done. Has he done anything in your life? Has he done marvelous things in your life? Has he performed miracles in your life? Has he made a way out of no way? Uh, has he done some things that folks said would never ever be done in your life? But you're a living witness that God can and God will make a way out of no way. Can I tell you what heightens my spirit of thanksgiving? When I reflect on the fact that Jesus came, he died, and he rose again. And Sister Braswell, he did it all for me. Y'all didn't hear me. He didn't just do it for me, he did it for you. He didn't just do it for me and you, but he did it for you. Uh, somebody reach over, touch your heart, say, he did it for me. Messed up me. Flawed me sinful me. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, Pastor, talking about you. 
I like the song Total Praise. I like the song Total Praise. Because the song says, I lift my hands in total praise. See, 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 no matter the storms I go through, I lift my hands in total praise. No matter the season of life that I'm in right now, I lift my hands in total praise. Can I tell you that the enemy is on my track right now, but guess what? I lift my hands in total praise because if God delivered me yesterday, then I know that he'll deliver me today and I know that he'll deliver me tomorrow. Do I have anybody in the building that can say, I believe, I believe, I believe. I'm almost done. Verse 57. Verse 57 says that we ought to have a spirit of thanksgiving for what the Lord has done. I can't take complainers. Don't come to me with a complaint. I don't like complaints because when you complain, that means that you're exhibiting a lack of trust in the God that has brought you a mighty long way. Whatever your condition is right now, trust God with it. Whatever you're going through right now, trust God with it. Whatever your financial situation is right now and it may not look good today, guess what? Trust God with it. Thanks be to God which gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's the blessing. Sister Wilkerson, Sister Wilkerson, guess what? The blessing is that the victory is guaranteed. There are no conditions. Somebody say no conditions. You know, I had a issue at my house not too long ago where I needed to contact my home insurance company. I needed them to help me out because as far as I was concerned, the issue that I was facing at the house was covered by my policy. I pay it every month. Uh, I, 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 I think Eddie Murphy used to call it in case something happens. I'm not going to use, I'm not going to say what he said. But, but I, it wasn't Eddie, I think it was Eddie Murphy. He said, we pay insurance in case something happens. And, and, and so I've been paying insurance. My premiums are caught up. So I called the insurance company and I explained. And you know when you go before those insurance people and they're justice, you got to speak with a humble voice because they, they, they hold the pen to be able to give you what you need. And so I told them what was going on and what was happening. And, and, and as I shared the story of what was going on, uh, they said, all right, well, we'll call you back and we'll let you know what your coverage is. And, and, and so I'm okay with that. I wasn't concerned uh, because I'm paying my premiums. Uh, 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 but, 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 but here's what I found out. I, I sent them my estimates uh, and, 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 I, and I called them to get this guarantee taken care of. But what I found out is that my policy 
contain some conditions. And because of the cause of the damage, there was a condition in my policy that limited the amount of money that I could get for my repairs. Uh, the difference between the estimate and my guarantee cost me over $3,000. I was angry and I was ready to sue because what I thought was a guarantee came with some conditions. Uh, y'all missed that today. Y'all missed that today. That, that I need somebody in here that will rejoice with me because the victory we have in Jesus is condition-free. Once we accept, believe, and confess, our victory is guaranteed. Somebody ought to thank God for the guarantee. Somebody ought to thank God for the guarantee.
unmovable means to be firm. I'm standing on a firm foundation. Uh, 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 Jesus told Peter, said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against me. I want you to know that you can stand because you're standing on a firm foundation. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy lead on Jesus' name. On Christ, on Christ, on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. I can remain firm. You can't move me. You can't shake me. I'm going to keep working for the master. I'm going to keep building up timbers because my work is not in vain. The last thing that he says is abounding in the work of the Lord. That means you are surrounded with the work of the Lord. Myself, you, 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 and you keep on working for the master. He will, he will, he will make a way out of no way. Is there anybody in the building that's going to remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord? I already got the victory. I already got the victory. Satan is under my feet. My enemies are my footstool. I already got the victory. Anybody got it? Anybody got it? Anybody got it? Are you victorious in Jesus? Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Standing all over the building. I'm already victorious. I already got the victory. I already got the victory through Jesus Christ. Therefore, I'm unmove. I'm steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For my labor is not in vain in the Lord. The doors of the church are open. Is there one this morning? By letter, candidate for baptism, or on your Christian experience, that will give their lives to the Lord. Your victory is guaranteed. Is there one this morning? All you got to do is give the deacon your hand, but give God your heart. I wouldn't wait another day. Come on and accept Jesus as your personal Savior. 
You can come by letter candidate for baptism on your Christian experience. Is there one this morning? The doors of the church are open. I told him, get thee behind. Victory. Joy. Joy is joy too. I told him. Come on, the doors of the church. Happiness is mine. Happiness is mine. I told Satan, happy, the doors of the church are open. Is there one this morning? All you got to do is give the deacon your hand. Give God your heart. Is there one? You may be seated. We're going to ask the ushers to come and take up our benevolent offering. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. God does not want us to be unstable. We need to be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. For our labor is not in vain. Sometimes it looks like it. Sometimes it feels like it. But our labor is not in vain. 
I'm not worried about getting a reward down here. Y'all miss that. I'm not worried about the reward that comes down here. But when I can hear the master say, servant, well done. That's the reward I'm looking for. It is 12.50. And we are going to Second Baptist of Nicetown. Amen. I had to save a little bit of energy and voice this morning. Y'all forgive me, all right? But we're going we gonna, we gonna, we gonna to lose it this afternoon, amen? And I need you there with me, amen? Amen? The van will be leaving. What time is the van leaving? We're going to leave. Let's leave here at uh, 1.45. Is that all right? Is that too late? Huh? You think that's all right? We'll figure it out. Y'all just be here. Let's go. All right, standing all over the building, standing all over the building. I'm trying to figure out. I'll call them because I know they're serving dinner, so I want you to be there in time to eat. Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Are there any visitors in the house this morning? Any visitors? Raise your hand. If you're a visitor in the house, you've never been here before, raise your hand. We thank God for our visitors this morning. And we want you to know that you're welcome here. And if there's any way that we can be a blessing to you, all you got to do is let us know. Come on, make this. Come on, shake somebody's hand today. Oh, reach out and touch. Oh, a better place. Thank you. Oh, reach out and touch. Oh, make this world a better place. Hands raised. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make it this face to shine upon you now, henceforth, and forevermore. And the children of God said, Amen. 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 Come on, don't leave me, y'all. Come on with us to Second Baptist. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.